Hey, all you out there in TV land. I'm Alyssa, and this is When TV Was Great Podcast, where I recap shows from I Love Lucy to Breaking Bad and everything in between. Come join me and reminisce about When TV Was Great. Hey, everyone. Welcome to When TV Was Great. I have not had the best night. (laughs) My husband took the baby to go go get some dinner and let me do my podcast and have some peace and quiet. And I said, I'm going to order a pizza and I'm going to do it through DoorDash because I had a 25% off coupon. Well, I ordered a pizza from a place where I've had many problems before, but I said, hey, maybe it'll be better with DoorDash. But it wasn't. I got the wrong pizza delivered. So now I'm waiting for my other pizza. I ordered this two hours ago. Wait, one hour ago. Wait, what time? About one... An hour and maybe 10 minutes ago. So I'm still waiting for my new pizza. (laughs) But yeah, all I want to do is sit down, have my pizza, go do my podcast, have a drink, because this is a rough episode, you know. And, you know, just enjoy. Enjoy my time. But it didn't happen like that. It's okay, though. So, (laughs) anyways, tonight I am going to be reviewing Dexter Roadkill. It's from season four, the best season in my opinion, uh, and it's episode eight, and the original air date was November 15th, 2009. Uh, looks like you can watch this on Hulu. Uh, I was watching on Amazon. Uh, I think I was watching on Amazon. Well, I haven't watched it yet. I watched it a couple weeks ago. Not this one, but I, I'm, I'm trying to get back into Dexter because the new show's coming back, or, you know, it's coming back. What do you want to call it? Revival? I don't know what you're going to call it. It's called Dexter New Blood. So I don't know if that's like a, if it's the same show. I don't know. But um, I have been hearing a lot about it. It sounds pretty cool. Um, I don't know what's true and what's not true. So I'm not going to speculate on what's going to happen on Dexter. But I have heard that Harrison comes back. But his name is Randall. Weird. So I got a call from DoorDash saying it's going to be another hour till I get my next pizza. My, my new pizza. Really? Wow. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm in a good mood. I'm not going to make a big stink about this. I'm okay. I'm, it's fine. Shit happens. COVID has jacked a lot of things up. I understand this. And I'm just going to roll with the punches, right? Okay. So let's talk about November of 2009. What? top songs you think were were uh in (laughs) november 2009 well number one i got what you say by jason derulio is how you say his name jason derulio number two fireflies owl city great song number three empire state of mind jay-z and alisa alicia keys number four down jay sean featuring little wayne lil wayne Five, another great song, Party in the USA, Miley Cyrus. You know, I I don't care, like, how cheesy that song is. It is so catchy, isn't it? Number six, Paparazzi, Lady Gaga. Mm. Number seven, Run This Town. Oh, I remember that song by Jay-Z, Rihanna, and Kanye West. That was a good one. Number eight, three, Britney Spears. Uh, let's, Let's take a moment to say, yay, Britney Spears. She does not have her dad... That's her conservator anymore. Thank God. Number nine, Bad Romance, Lady Gaga. Eh, those aren't my favorite Lady Gaga songs. Number 10, Jump, Then Fall, Taylor Swift. Okay. I was living in Portland, Oregon 
when uh, this episode aired. I hadn't got into Dexter yet. Um, but I definitely was seeing some movies, and one of the ones I saw, I think it's on here? No, maybe not. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw one of these movies. Okay, so the top movies for November 2009. The Twilight Saga, New Moon. Is that the first one? I don't know. I didn't follow Twilight. Number two, The Blind Side. Number three, 2012. That's the one I saw. I saw that on video. Like, much later, obviously. Number four, A Christmas Carol. I'm guessing that's a Jim Carrey one, yeah. Number five, Old Dogs, the one with John Travolta. Isn't Tim Allen in that? I don't remember. Number six, Precious. Oh, that's a good movie. Number seven, Planet 51. Isn't that? Planet 51. That's a movie that my husband keeps telling me to watch. Number eight, Ninja Assassin. <laughs> Number nine, The Men Who Stare at Goats. Uh, never seen it. Number 10, The Fourth Kind. I did see that one. It it was not, not so great. All right, guys. Well, um, yeah, like I said, I was living in Portland. I hadn't uh, gotten into Dexter yet. I got into Dexter. I lived in Portland for a year. Couldn't find a job. Had to move back. And uh, I was really into Niptuck at this time because Niptuck was... Was it ending? I think Niptuck was ending around this time. It was like in the last season. And uh, when I got back to um, Bakersfield, where I live, because uh, I moved back and I moved in with my dad because I was broke and everything. And uh, I just remember somebody telling me I'd really like Dexter. You'd really like Dexter. Really, really would like Dexter. I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. I don't even know how I got into it. I, I really don't remember, but I watched it on Netflix, and this is like in 2010, so we'd already had four seasons of this, okay? And I'm telling you, I watched the first season and the first, and the second season in like maybe one weekend. I binged it because I didn't have a job. <laughs> I was just completely at home and... No job and nothing. And oh, and then I got a job working nights. So I'd come home and watch Dexter and uh in the I'd watch it until I had to go to work. I worked um I was a patient access clerk and I worked um uh ten thirty to seven AM. And was that what it was? It was eleven yeah, it's ten it's been a while, but it's ten thirty to seven AM. And I went to school. I also went to medical billing and coding school. So I was, um, that's what I did when I got back from Portland. I went to medical billing and coding school. And, um, which by the way, I do have my medical billing certificate, my, my coding certificate. I did pass a coding test, but I have not gotten a job in coding yet. Uh, I'm still kind of waiting for that opportunity. I'm still waiting for my son to get a little older. Uh, anyways, enough about me. I'm giving you a lot of information tonight, aren't I? <laughs> um, so that's how I got into Dexter. I was just, I, I'm pretty sure it was on Netflix. And I was just bam, bam, bam. And I begged my dad to get Showtime. We have to get Showtime, dad. We got to see the new season. That's when season five aired, 2010. I think it was uh, October 2010. And uh, that's exactly when I started watching. I started watching it when season five started. Same with Breaking Bad, by the way. I started watching Breaking Bad when season five started as well, live, like when it was airing still. So um, let's go ahead and get started. I'm excited. I haven't seen this episode in a really, really long time. Oh, and I want to point out that this is not available on Hulu unless you have the Showtime add-on. 
But it is available on Amazon Prime. Which, I mean, you have Amazon Prime, right? It's like the best thing in the world. I just had to clip that because, man, that was my life for, like, three years straight? Let's see. Wait, hold on. No, 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 no. 2010. It ended in 2013. Yeah. Yeah, three years straight. I was right about that. That was my life, guys. That was my life. (laughs) This show. So I'm going to go over, like, a little bit of a a previously on Dexter kind of thing. Like, I, I, and don't, um, don't quote me on anything because I don't really remember, but I just kind of saw what I just saw right now on the, when I was watching it. Um, Deb got shot. Lundy got shot. Remember Lundy? Uh, what was his name? Frank? Frank Lundy? He was the cop that was working on the Bay Harbor butcher case, the detective. And, uh, Deb had a relationship with him. Was it season two? Yeah, I guess she had a relationship with him in season two. He comes back in season four to find the Trinity killer, who we all know is John Lithgow. Amazing, amazing in this. So, uh, he shot them. No, she, I'm sorry. Well, we, we don't know who shot them. (laughs) Sorry. But no, he really didn't shoot them. It wasn't him who shot them. I didn't give any spoilers out. But, um, somebody shot them. So Deb was like in the hospital for an episode and uh Lundy got killed and she's kind of dealing with that and Dexter has been trying to um like for some reason he's trying to be befriend Arthur Mitchell who is the Trinity killer he knows he's the Trinity killer and the very first episode of season maybe the second episode of season four he follows he follows Arthur Mitchell home he, he, he tails him and he follows him home and he sees that he's got a family and he's like, I need to learn how to, he's like, he's like impressed. He's like, he's looking up to this guy. Like, oh my God, this guy's like 60 something years old or I don't know how old he is. And he's got a family and he's juggling it all and he's hiding in plain sight, you know, and Dexter just admires him and wants to be like, like Arthur Mitchell. Uh, and he he has an alias named uh, Kyle Butler, so he says he goes to the uh, Arthur Mitchell's church, joins you know you know how Dexter like does his things to like spy on people, so he goes to the church and he uh, he befriends Arthur Mitchell and the family Jonah his son, and uh, they went on they were driving it was the very the very previous episode I don't remember where they're driving but they're driving somewhere and. They hit a deer, and uh, Dexter, gosh, I really should remember this. Oh, boy. I, got, I know you guys are, like, yelling at me. Come on. Dexter says we have to kill it, put it out of, out of its misery, and Arthur's like, no, no, I can't watch, and it's kind of funny because he's a serial killer. Like, he's bludgeoned people with hammers before, but he can't kill a deer. Not that I want him to kill the deer. I mean, but if he if he is in, in pain, then yeah, put him out of his misery. So that's 
uh, that's where we kind of left off, I guess, last episode. So now uh, we're on, he's about to take another road trip with Arthur. And I don't think Arthur's expecting it. Okay, I forgot to mention a very important thing that happened in the last episode. <laughs> I feel like such a like a loser, like I don't know what I'm podcasting about. But seriously, it's been a long time since I've seen this. Dexter, uh, you know how Dexter always finds the people, you know, he's, he's like the, he cleans up the garbage, you know, off the streets, right? Well, he had uh, this photographer named Jonathan Darrow. I was a photographer and he had him on his table. Because he thought that he killed somebody. And turns out he didn't. And Dexter had already killed him. So Dexter's kind of, he went against the code. You know, the code that Harry taught him, you know. And so Dexter's just a very uneasy and like off, off his game. And he's just like, oh my god, I killed an innocent person. So he's kind of wrestling with that with that whole thing. Uh, and then Deb has like a little... Uh, uh, Oh, what you call it? like a little presentation here, and this is very important, so pay attention. We've got a serial bludgeoner. The victims are all men in their 40s. I've got cases dating back 30 years, which most likely puts our bludgeoner in his 50s or 60s. The break in the case came with the discovery of the human ash he left behind, along with his own saliva, read DNA. You're welcome. It's to my job. The killer leaves the ash as his sick-ass signature, making his Vicks point at it post-mortem. I can't be sure all of these are ash marks, but the finger-pointing indicates a strong possibility that... Ah, how they get in there? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you go back? Go back. This isn't a bludgeoning. No. Yet the victim's finger seems to be pointing towards a smudge. Ash? Don't do it, Deb. I... Yeah, probably. When you presented this case to me, you said it was limited to a bludgeoner. So how about... We hear all of it, Detective Morgan. It's gonna sound insane. I hope. All right. I found possible smudges in several old bathtub killings. Also, several jumper suicides. And that's the pattern. Bathtub, jumper, bludgeon. All in close succession. One cycle of three Vicks every year or so. Possibly for 30 years. Different cities, different states. It's a, a, a trinity of victims. Which is why Frank Lundy called him the Trinity Killer. This is an FBI case? The FBI never bought it. Yeah, we're supposed to. Lundy came to Miami to hunt this guy. Okay, so a couple of things there to keep in mind. Now, Dexter does not want the Miami Metro Police Department to catch Trinity because he wants to kill Trinity himself. So, and he does this in every season. There's always somebody that Dexter's after and the Miami PD's after. <laughs> and... And it, you know, it doesn't matter. He, he just, he always tries to beat him to it, you know? And it's kind of sad because if you think about it, um, he really, like, fucks his sister over by killing those people before they can, they can catch him. You know what I mean? 
I don't know. It just, it just, it just, it's a terror. It's, I know it's an addiction that he has to kill, but it's just really, really fucked up. All right. The other thing to keep in mind is that Trinity has a pattern. Okay. And you've seen it in the very first, the very first episode. Uh, it's a, it's a, um, a bathtub. Uh, what is it? A bathtub? Dr- is it a drowning? No, I think he slices their throat in the bathtub. I'm trying, I'm trying to think about there. Second one is... Was it second? Uh, jumping? Suicide? And then third one is... Bludgeoning. Okay? So he's got a pattern. And he always leaves a smudge. And he always has like his victims pointing to the smudge. Okay, so that's like his, was it M.O.? Is that what they call it? M.O.? I don't know. So, um, so that's kind of like what they have to work on here. So they, they know the pattern. Oh, and it's also been happening in multiple cities, states for 30 years. And Dexter's kind of like, Huh, I wonder how he does it, you know? So Dexter's kind of, like, uh, researching him as well. And Deb is really smart, okay? She is really good at this stuff. She was born to be a, a detective or... I mean, she was born for this. She really is good at it. I mean, she was born... Her father was a really good, smart cop. Harry. So, you know, Dexter's kind of like, okay... Okay, and you know, in the in the clip, Dexter's like, "Well, she's not gonna. Laguerta's not gonna buy this." She's like, "Tell me more." He's like, "Huh?" <laughs> so yeah, Deb is is on the case. Okay, so after the briefing, we see uh, Quinn, who's kind of like on to Dexter at this point. I mean, it kind of gets more uh, more noticeable in season five. But he's really on to him. He's starting to notice things aren't right. Quinn's smart too. But it's, I always, and I always say this, you know, how the hell did Deb not know that her, what her brother was up to? Like for reals. There's so many red flags with this guy and she just, and they're, they're supposed to be really close. So I don't understand how she just didn't see anything. Even, uh, you know, just. It, it, just, it just, it boggles my mind. I mean, it's just because they're family and you just don't expect your family to be involved. You know, a serial killer, obviously. And when she does find out eventually in season seven, it's just absolutely amazing. It's like what we all were waiting for. You know what I mean? So, anyway, Quinn comes up to Dexter and he's like, hey, Dex, going to lunch? He's like, yeah. Uh, he's like, off campus, I see. Yeah. And he's like, I just, he's, he's like go away Quinn like he hates him he's always hated him uh and Quinn's just like okay we'll have a good one and you, you can just tell that he's like hmm something's up with this guy and then the next scene is real creepy it's uh it's Trinity Arthur Mitchell and he's he's uh kind of kneeling over a, a homemade coffin that he made and I guess he's praying and then he covers it up and you're like, okay, what's he doing? What is, what is he praying about? What's going on here? And we'll find out. 
So Kyle Butler <laughs> goes to visit Arthur Mitchell's house. Jonah's outside waxing his car and Rebecca's gardening or she's in the garden. She's watering the plants. And uh, Arthur sees Dexter. He's like, Kyle, how you doing? You're not surprised at all to see him. Um, you know, you got to think at some point he's like, why is this guy on my back? Like, what's going on? What is he? What does he want from me? You know? But he has no idea. He has no idea what Dexter's about. And he has no idea. Well, he, he has no idea. He is Dexter. <laughs> so, I mean, he like I said, he's just a, a person from church. That's all That's all Kyle Butler is to this guy. Anyways, uh, Jonah's waxing the car. And Arthur says, no, you do it. You're, you're, not do it, you're not doing it the right way. You got to do it in a circular motion. And Dexter's like, see, they argue like normal people. Like, he's just... It's just weird how he's just like so enamored by Arthur Mitchell. It's just very strange. And it it even gets it gets better as it goes too. Like he just I mean, it's it's just such it's this season is so well done, you guys. I I mean, I can't even I can't even tell you how good it is. It's just so good. It really is. And a lot of people say this is the la- the last good season. Um I got to admit that they're right. I got to admit that they're right. I really did like season seven uh, until Hannah came in. And we all know who Hannah is. Dexter's girlfriend. Uh, I didn't like Hannah. I didn't like the storyline. I really hated season eight. I barely watched season eight. But season four was really good. So, So his wife comes out. I don't remember her name right now. His wife comes out and she says, oh, you're all packed, honey. All ready to go. And Dexter's like, you're going out of town? Yeah, going to Tampa. Four Walls build. Now, the Four Walls build is, uh, he talked about that. That's how, that's the first time he met uh, Arthur Mitchell. Uh, He went to go help out at a Four Walls build, which that is, they build houses for the needy. And he goes all over the place. And that's his cover when when he kills his victims. They're he kills them all at, at locations where he does his four walls builds. And nobody's ever caught this in, except for Dexter. Like, Deb is real close to it, but Dexter caught it. He researched him. He researched the locations. He he figured it out. I mean, Dexter is very smart. So, uh, you know, and, and I don't know how far Tampa is. It's a road trip, though. And uh, probably about what? I don't know. You guys who are in Florida, Tampa, and Miami. Alexa, how far is Tampa from Miami? From Miami, Tampa is 269.5 miles away by car. Okay, four hours, 26 minutes away. That's that's a kind of a long trip. All right, so uh, Dexter's like, well, have fun, happy travels, you know. And he's like, now i got to come up with an excuse to uh, to leave. So here we go. The next scene, he's on the computer looking up all these conventions in that Tampa area so he can take it off of work and tell Rita where he's going. Deb comes in and says, they took me off the Trinity case because I'm basically, I'm too, I was too close. I'm too close to it because I was with Lundy. Makes sense to me. And uh, Dexter is just very happy about this, but he's like, I'm sorry, sis, you know, asshole. 
The crime scene is basically a microclimate subject to so many variables. In the world of blood spatter, those variables can mean the difference between good science and the guilty going free. Everything from the anomalous effects of barometric pressure on particulate liquids in a high humidity environment to the ionization of... Point, please. Oh. Meteorological conference, Tampa. If I let you go, will you stop talking? You see, learning even more about hemoglobin dispersion and the magnetic effects of lightning in the case of severe thunderstorms could prove invaluable because it can all be considered causal in the determination of bloodstain analysis. Oh. Is that it? That's all I could come up with. Well, it sounds like you're very excited about this conference. Not to mention how it will look when my salary review comes up. We can start paying for your college. I love your dedication to work, to this family. It's one of the reasons why I married you. One of the many, right? Right. Yeah, and actually, Elliot's taking the kids fishing, so they'll be busy at least one of those days. He's a good neighbor, that Elliot. But I do need some space, too, so I'll trade you. I'll cover the kids this weekend. And you cover them Tuesday nights when I go to yoga? Yoga? It's the new me. Well, I like the new you. Though scheduling my activities around her downward-facing dog could prove challenging. I'll dwell on that later. <laughs> the funniest part about this is that Dexter goes to from, like, normal dude to total nerd in, like, a matter of seconds, you know? And he's like, he's basically like Masuka, you know, Masuka is always like talking like this, like very sciencey and, and that's his partner. And, uh, it's just funny to see him like that with Rita too. He's exactly the same way with Rita. And, you know, Rita doesn't suspect anything. Cause why would you? Of course, like I said, there's a lot of red flags and I don't, that was another person who I was surprised didn't never saw his, his, his like, uh, what do you want to call it? His, his other life, his secret life. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of red flags and she just doesn't, she doesn't get it. Uh, and Harrison's really cute in this. He's probably about, I don't know, six months old in this, maybe a little older. He's adorable. And, uh, you know, Rita's talking about going to yoga and I can relate. I take yoga, love it. And, uh, you know, it, it's true. Like, the guys really, they, they really do like when their women, do, woman does yoga. It's true. <laughs> so the next scene, Dexter's packing. But he's not packing in his bedroom. He's packing in his, remember his little shed? He got the shed, like, like a couple of episodes ago. Don't remember exactly when. Don't quote me on that. He got that shed, and he has a lock on the shed. Uh, you know, nobody can go in there. It's like his personal space. She probably thinks he's just keeping, like, I don't know, a gun in there or something. I don't, I don't know. He, I mean, he has his, his whole, you know, remember, he keeps all his stuff in a, uh, a big uh, black, like, chest. He keeps all his tools in there, all his, uh, all his murder weapons, all that stuff. All his... All the, uh, the tape, you know, the, the duct tape, all that, all that crap. His needles, you know, cause remember he always injects the people with the needles with, uh, and I can't remember, is it horse tranquilizer? Horse tranquilizer. Yeah. 
All right. Well, he's he's you know you know he's always narrating. He's always thinking uh, in his head. What does one pack for an out of town kill? It makes me wonder how many out of town kills Dexter has had. There might have been some. I know that uh, we've seen a couple on the show. I can't remember exactly who. I know there was one. wasn't really out of town. There was a uh, a cop that he killed, a, a woman cop, and she lived like in a suburb. It was so it wasn't really an out of town, but uh. There, oh, there was another out of town. Wasn't there an episode or at the very end of season two? Didn't he go and kill Lila in f- Paris? Like, <laughs> he was like waiting in her apartment and killed her in Paris. I swear. I'm going to look this up. I have to, I have to see. That's correct. I was right for once. Uh, Dexter tracks Lila to Paris and kills her in her hotel room. Yep. Okay, so he's had at least that out-of-town kill. There might have been more. Oh, he did go um, on a cruise ship and kill somebody. Uh, where was that? Where did he... Did he kill the guy in his in his cabin? He's very gutsy. Like, he he kills people wherever. Like, wherever is convenient for him, he kills them. Uh, Bimini. He went to Bimini in season three. Yeah, he killed him in his cabin. In his in his cabin. When I say cabin, I mean his uh, what do they call it? The rooms and boats. Okay. You can tell I haven't been on many cruises. I've been on one, and I hated it. I do not like cruises. Too claustrophobic for me, man. Okay, and as Dexter's packing for his trip, Trinity's packing for his trip, and he's taking some of the ashes out of an urn. So we think that he's going to be killing somebody on this trip he's not expecting Dexter to go with him which he does obviously we're gonna get to that in a second but he's he's gonna kill somebody on this trip that's what we think all right well Arthur's a teacher I forgot to mention he's a teacher and I think it's his history teacher math teacher I don't know doesn't really matter does it but he uh he's he's walking out of the school and getting in his van and he's got one of those like child molester vans by the way (laughs) just want to point that out (laughs) <laughs> and uh and dexter jumps in front of him and says hey and he's, he's like oh you scared me he goes hey i was hoping i'd catch a ride to tampa and he's like no no you're not you know i'm good i don't want any company well no come on please you know i, I really got to get out of here you know i i, I got to give something back to the community i got to help you i want to help you know and he's just playing his best you know his best uh I guess doing his best acting, as we we should say, and you know he just keeps begging and begging, and he's finally, and then Arthur finally gives in, and it's uh, obviously Arthur Arthur does not want him to go, and <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been in a situation like this where you kind of push yourself on somebody and you, they don't want you to go, but you're going anyways. Yeah, yeah, it's not a good feeling, but Dexter doesn't give a crap. He has, like, no feelings, right? According to Dexter's spider work, our suspect is at least six feet tall. Closer to six four. More like six four. The DNA profile says we're looking for a Caucasian male of northern European descent. Blue eyes. 50 to 70 years old. So we're looking for a potentially retired old white guy in Miami. Great. And this is the snowbird season. 
which quadruples our old white guy quotient. It's got to be something else we can do, some other angle. Uh, DNA sweep. We could do a targeted DNA sweep of white males 60-ish in the Miami metro area. You know how much work that is? I've got a big weekend planned, as in twins. You got twins lined up? Not yet, but that's the plan. <clears throat> Besides, the ACLU will shut this down the minute word gets out. And they always do. You can't do a roadblock without drawing some attention. Uh, it's the weekend. Um, next week's Thanksgiving, so, uh, the courts will be closed. Sweeps have worked in Miami before. Right, the South Beach rapist, the, uh, Robbery homicide case in 06. 07. 07. Wait, wait, who's gonna who's gonna pay for all this? The department's so strapped we can't even afford coffee filters. I used toilet paper to make the coffee this morning. If DNA is our only lead, then DNA is what we'll look for. Let me worry about the budget. Masuka, write up a protocol for random field swabbing that patrol can follow. Everything goes through you. <laughs> okay. The funniest part of there's so many funny parts in this scene. Um, I love how he says, so we're looking for an old retired white male <laughs> in Miami. And then LaGuerta says, well, it's snowbird season. So uh, that's going to quadruple our, our, you know, our search. And, you know, it took me a while to figure out what snowbirds are because I'm I don't live in Miami and I don't live in New York or any cold place like that. But snowbirds, if anybody doesn't know, are people who live in uh, Miami, Florida, wherever in a warm climate uh in the winter and live like in new york or the east coast on in the summer so um the funniest part of this is deb doesn't say anything but she's motioning things for quinn to um (laughs) to mention and one of the things she does you know like when you She's doing, like, the the motion for a DNA test. You know how they swab the cheek? And Quinn thinks it's something else. And he says, he mouths right back to her, now? So funny. And he has the cutest smile. It's hilarious. Quinn's actually really cute in this season. He gets real skinny in season, uh, I don't know what season it is. It gets really skinny, though. Uh, and he's like... <laughs> It's just so he's like, oh, DNA test. So it's all her idea, which is actually a really good idea. But dude, Miami's a huge city, huge. So it's like that is a that's a lot of work. And I think about it now, like, like in my city, I don't think they've ever done anything like that before. I mean, they're just gonna. I mean, they they stop people, you know. But I've never. Yeah, that that's that's different. That's very different. So I can see why they're hesitant. That's a huge job. It really is. Well, um, Deb is she's determined to solve this case, and even though she's got kicked off it, you know that's not stopping her. You're a brave man, Kyle. Also, eating from a vending machine. Years of training. Iron stomach. <laughs> Maybe you could show some of that same bravery by sharing what's bothering you. How am I supposed to help you when I don't know what the problem is? It's not that important. It's important to me. Why? Because helping someone is a good deed, and God rewards good deeds. But in order to help, I need to know the problem. That's how these things work. I really don't want to talk about it. You asked me. 
Remember? That's why I brought you. Why don't we just... Tell me, Kyle! I'm gonna get into my van and just leave you here to fend for I yourself. Kill the man. You killed someone? You, of all people, act appalled. By mistake. What happened? I thought he was the right. <laughs> thought he was an animal. But you were hunting? Yes, it was a hunting accident. I was so sure. I'm always so careful. Then it truly was an accident. Still, it's left me with this. There are few things harder to bear than remorse. Remorse? Guilt, remorse, it's what separates us from the animals. Your conscience is eating away at you. But you're gonna feel better. Confession is good for the soul. Well, the more proof I have, no soul. Okay, that's a really good scene right there. Uh, the craziest thing is... That Dexter's not lying. He really did kill somebody. And it really was an accident. And... I, I don't know. I, I know he's trying to get him to open up. I don't know why. I think he's just kind of trolling him at this point. But it's interesting how Arthur takes an interest in this, you know? Like, he's like the savior, you know? Oh, a confession's good for the soul, you know? And... And, you know, Dexter knows that Arthur's full of shit, <laughs> you know? And it's it's just interesting seeing two serial killers have a conversation. I mean, think about it. You got two serial killers here. What, Dexter's been killing for what, like 20 years? Something like that? I think it was 20 when he started killing? I don't know. I could be wrong. Uh, it's, like, amazing to see, like, to see this. Two... Two serial killers having a conversation about killing somebody. <laughs> and I just, it's just so well done. It really is. And Dexter does this a lot. He opens up his about his personal life without, like, letting people know who he really is. You know what I mean? Like when he told Rita in season two, when she's like, what's going on with you? He said, I'm addicted to drugs. Well, I think he just said I have an addiction. And then she assumed it was drugs. But he really did have addiction. He had addiction to killing people. So it's kind of like he gives those little tidbits of information, but without really telling the whole story, which is which is what I love about this show. His, his, his secret life and his real life always uh intertwine so uh dexter's planning to kill trinity i'm just gonna call him trinity it's either he's gonna get uh the kill room's gonna be <laughs> the hotel room and he's like look he's like i gotta get some supplies so he's looking through the um he's looking through the phone book and deb calls him and says hey how's the weather <laughs> remember he's at a weather convention he's like that's real funny and uh 
and she says, yeah, um, she asks him a question about, like, where she can see the crime scene photos, because she wants to see if there's any, any smudges in the crime scene photos that they haven't looked at yet, and he's just like, oh, dick, give it up, Deb, you know, he, he wants Trinity himself, and then she, uh, she tells him that they're going to be doing DNA sweeps, which he's like, oh, that's interesting. And then he's like, yeah, that ain't going to fly. You know, I mean, he's a, he's a smart dude. He's not going to, you know, I mean, he's, it, it's just, it, it's kind of like, it's kind of out there. And if it, if it turns out, it's going to be expensive. And if it turns out to be this huge blunder, then that's going to be on Quinn, I guess. So Quinn decided to take that. I mean, it was going to be on Deb. But nobody knows it was Deb's idea. Uh, so Dexter's getting ready to leave. He found a hardware store <laughs> to go get his whatever, duct tape or whatever the hell he wants. And then Arthur, or Trinity, is there. And he says, hey, change of plans. We're not going to go to the build tomorrow. I got a surprise for you. You're really going to love it. And Dexter's like, uh, I'm not, I, I don't like surprises. He goes, you're really going to like this one. And Dexter's like, whatever. He slams the door in his face. It's really funny. Okay, then the next scene, La Guerta and Batista. I had to think about his name for a second. It's been a while. La Guerta and Batista, who are a couple, but they haven't gone public with it. They are uh, in their office trying to figure out where they can, she says, fill the gap. Like, see if there's any places where they can uh, find a place to pay for the um, the DNA sweeps. So Quinn comes in. <laughs> Two in the morning, by the way. This is two in the morning, guys. Quinn comes in. He's like zombie. He goes, "Okay, okay. All the guys in the in the uh, on the squad, they're donating a day of their vacation. You know, we're gonna help. We're gonna help find the bastard who shot. You know, Lundy. He was one of our own. So they, you know, they're like, okay, yay. We found uh, we found a way to pay for this. So, and then Laguerta apparently decides to have sex with him on the not not Quinn." Decides to have sex with Batista on the desk. And uh, we gag a little bit. Then Christine, who is Quinn's girlfriend, she's like a news reporter. She comes over I just wanting some attention, wanting to be held because she feels like she's going to lose her job. And he's like, I'm tired. She's like, I really need you. So he takes her. That's pretty much the whole scene. He takes her and holds her. That's it. Quick cab to the meteorological conference. Check in. Establish an alibi. I'll be back in time to... Kyle! Hey, hey. You're an early bird, too, huh? How else would I catch the worm? Yeah, I'm so excited about today's surprise, I practically sprang out of bed. <laughs> you ready for this? So ready. <laughs> That's the spirit. Come on. Yesterday's jumping down my throat. Today's the happy dancing man. Is that mask of his crumbling? Okay, so you have probably seen this meme before. It's definitely one of the most famous Trinity scenes. Uh, he does like this really, really creepy little dance when he says, when he says, oh, are we ready? It's really funny. Um, I'll have to post a video. I'll have to post a video on my on my Facebook page. It's pretty funny though. And um, Dexter's like, okay. And it is weird how he's so cheery because he was really 
moody with Dexter the day before. So it is strange, this change of attitude with him. It's it's like he's bipolar. So then the next scene, Deb is looking at Lundy's autopsy photo, which is probably not very good since it just happened a couple episodes ago, but, you know, whatever. And then she's suggesting to Quinn, hey, you need to do this. You need to look, look at Masuka, get the pictures off of Dexter's card, I guess like a little, what they call it, SD card. And see if there's any smudges in the crime scene photos with Tarla Grant. Tarla Grant's the one who suicided off the building. She didn't, though. It, 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 it was Trinity who pushed her off and made it look like a suicide. So, uh, Quinn's like, what the fuck? What, what? It, it might, you know, you're just using me, <laughs> basically. And she's like, yeah, I am. You know, because that's the only way she can get her ideas out there because she's not allowed to be you know working on the case yeah but Quinn does say hey don't you have other cases to work on that's a good point don't you have other cases to work on so you know Deb is just really wants to get Lundy's killer she was like really in love with this guy and really wanted to get really wants to get revenge so little does she know you know Dexter will get revenge eventually but um she has no idea about that (laughs) so then uh (laughs) Masuka's ordering people around with the the DNA swabs sweeps sorry they're you know they have all the the materials for it and they get in the Quinn calls him a nerd and Dexter a nerd for going to these geek fests you know the the convention the weather convention which is funny that Masuka didn't go to that I guess he couldn't get off work either <laughs> that would have been interesting though hey I'm gonna go with you uh would <laughs> be really funny so um I think that I want to say that he's the DNA guy and Dexter is the blood spatter guy. I cannot remember though, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. He's the DNA guy because he's always, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Anyways, uh, they're talking, then, then they're talking about all the tail that Musuka gets at these conventions, which is pretty funny. And then he said, Dexter had some tail, uh, you know, Dexter gets as much tail as I do. You know, you should have seen this, this girl he was dating when he was still with Rita, Lila. She was crazy and, because Quinn wasn't there. Quinn came in season three. So he had no idea about Lila. He's like, tell me more about Dexter. Then the next scene, uh, Elliot, their neighbor, brings uh, the kids home, Cody and Aster home from fishing and they're showing Rita their fish. And... And then they decide to have dinner together. Elliot and Rita and the kids. Like a happy little family. Well, Elliot's there for her. Dexter's not. That's for sure. So the next scene, Dexter and Trinity arrive at this house. And Trinity's like, come on, come on, come on. Let's go, let's go. And Dexter's like, where are we? And Trinity's like furiously knocking on the door, banging banging on the door. And uh, this this Japanese couple answers and Trinity's like, I used to live in this house. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go, go up there and see something. And they, they push past them. And Dexter does this hilarious, like, <laughs> like bow to them. It's like, you have a lovely home. And he bows to them. Hilarious. And they go upstairs and they have this amazing conversation. A bathroom. This is where it all started. What started here?
standing here. Watching my sister take a shower. You were watching your sister. I was ten. I was innocent. But Vera saw me. In the mirror. I startled her and she slipped. Shattered the shower doors. The glass. Sliced her leg. dead by the time the ambulance came. So much blood. Born in blood, both of us. My parents blamed me. My mother became a shell, a ghost. She eventually killed herself. Jumped to her death. Left me all alone with him. He was always a drinker, but without mother, it became worse. Sort of the beatings, little fucking pervert fucking cunt, you killed them. What happened to him? He died. No, you killed your father, a betting hammer. You're just like me. We're both responsible for the death of an innocent. We share that. Oh, man, that is such a good scene. I mean, like, I literally have not seen this episode in, well, uh, 11 years. Yeah, it's been a while. I forgot a lot about it. Um, So, man, so now we see where Trinity got his killing pattern he was responsible for his sister's death because she was startled she slipped fell in the shower uh which i guess is why he kills women in bathtubs and then his mother jumped to her death which is why he makes people jump to their death and then he doesn't say it but i guess he killed his father with a hammer so dexter's just shocked by all of this like it's all coming together you know and he realizes that trinity is not just some cold-blooded killer just like dexter's not some cold-blooded killer dexter and when he says they're born in blood both of us oh that scene comes back to bite him in the ass at the end of the season you guys know what i'm talking about i will not give any spoilers that's a major spoiler and i'm not going to give it away so um wow it's heavy this is a heavy episode i need another drink man but yeah really um dexter's just he i i think it going what's going through his head right now is he doesn't want to kill him i or he's i don't know maybe he's just kind of thinking okay this guy's a lot like me and and that's what trinity says we're just like each other you know and they really are they really are just like each other dexter witnessed his mother getting killed 
uh, Trinity witnessed his sister killed, or, you know, dying. Um, and then they both became serial killers. They are so alike, and they're like 20 years apart, maybe 25 years apart. I don't know. They never say exactly how old Trinity is, but it's just amazing, amazing writing. Love it. Well, the owners of the house come up and say, you have to leave. Now, we call police. So uh, Dexter's like, yeah, let's go get some lunch. Let's, let's get the hell out of here. So they run out. And, uh, I, I, you know, I guess it's like this bond that they, these two have now. Okay, then there's a scene with Christine and Deb. Now, I remember, I, I remember this kind of faintly, that once Lundy and Deb were shot, Christine was all over trying to get information uh, to go public with it. And Deb didn't want to. And, uh, you know, Christine's just kind of like a news reporter who just has to have a good story. She's one of those people that will stop at nothing to get a good story. Kind of like TMZ. <laughs> Not a fan. So, uh, they have this conversation. Uh, Christine's very interested in the DNA sweeps that Quinn's been talking about. Why is Quinn talking about this with her? That's an interesting thing. And why is she so interested? Hmm. So she's like, well, why? Why are you guys doing DNA sweeps? Oh, and Deb's just making up some bullshit like, oh, oh. We're just trying to close some some cases. It has nothing to do with with um, anything, you know. And and she's like, okay, well, um, that's all I need to know. And then she's like, well, you know, I know it's really tough for reporters right now. And I don't know why it's tough for reporters right now. 2009? I don't know. I'm going to have to look that one up. But uh, she's like, and I know we're, we're women and we have to, like, we got to stick together so you know call me and we can do this interview about you've been begging me for she's like really and she's like yeah just make me look good deb said that so christine's all excited i guess she's like she's trying to get some information and you guys will see what she's trying to get if you keep watching this show you'll see where this all goes i don't think it's covered in this episode oh maybe it is can't remember well, I guess we're going to see, aren't we? <laughs> so Dexter and Trinity go to this restaurant. It's some hole-in-the-wall diner that's next door to the hotel, or in the hotel. It's a hotel restaurant, he says. And there's a reason for the his, uh, there's a method for his madness, as we should say. It is at the hotel where the convention is being held so Dexter can make his appearance. Good thinking there. He definitely thought on his feet, didn't he? So Dexter goes and gets his badge and checks in and uh, pretends to go in and never does. <laughs> but he has to have his alibi. Yep. So he goes and gets his picture taken with Sunny Skies, who they, they keep joking about how he has such a stupid name. Deb said he had a stupid name. So he gets a picture with Sunny Skies and sends it and texts it to Rita. <laughs> There's his proof he went to the convention. And Dexter has one of those old phones. Like, before the iPhones were really popular, he has, like, a, um, we were just talking about this, too. Uh, was it Breaking Bad? We were talking about this on, I would say they're talking about this on The Sopranos at Breaking Bad, one of the last two I did. And, um, it's, like, around the same year, too. And, uh, so it must have been Breaking Bad. It was Breaking Bad. Yeah, and, uh, he has, like, this old phone. It almost looks like, uh, one of those Razor phones. Remember the Razor phones? But he has to, like, do you guys remember those phones where you have to, like, type in the numbers and it, 
it translates to a letter. Those were a pain in the ass, weren't they? Oh my god, I'm so glad they finally invented the keyboard for the phone. Right? Then when Dexter gets back to the table, there's this weird scene with Trinity sitting with a whole different family. And uh, the family looks visibly uncomfortable. And he's like, hey, Dexter, come over here. Or no, Dexter, sorry. <laughs> hey, Kyle, come over here. And he introduces the family to him. And they're like, just creeped the fuck out. And uh, Arthur's like, or Trinity, whatever, Arthur Trinity. He's like, I was just telling them about our little adventure we had today. And, and Dexter's like, you told them, you told them what? It's like, oh yeah, you know, you... We're making our confessions today, and so feels so good to get off my chest, and so I don't know. And he's he's actually like manic, like talking a mile a minute, and like you know, just like really like hyper, and and um, it's it's very odd. And Dexter's like, "What the fuck? I'm like, what do I do?" So he's like, "We're out of here. Let's go." He like, drags him out of that booth. Okay, so when Dexter gets him away, he says. Hey, can we go to the hardware store? I really want, I want to uh, pick up some tools to donate to the Four Walls build. <laughs> Another clever move by him. Uh, tr- and uh, Trinity agrees. And then the next scene is really telling. So uh, Deb is looking at her, her gunshot wound in the bathroom. And she starts noticing like some things about it that don't really make sense with the, the, uh, the person she thinks shot her so she goes to masuka's office and <laughs> takes her shirt off she's just standing there in a bra and in pants and she's like how tall is my shooter and he's like he's staring at her and she's like for god's sakes she's like for god's sakes they're just tits <laughs> he's like yeah but they're yours hilarious i didn't clip it because it's long but then he says uh, she's like okay so if my shooter and masuka says he was he was six four, and then she's like, okay, if my shooter was six four, then how the hell do I have wounds down here, unless he was kneeling or from farther away? And they knew exactly how far away the shooter was from the the casings or whatever they they're talking about. So they find out basically that Trinity's not the one who shot her. So who was? Who was the one who shot her? So Dexter and Trinity are, they're coming back from the hardware store and Dexter, (laughs) Trinity makes a comment about good call on the plastic sheeting. You know, you never know what's going to rain in Florida. And Dexter kind of gives him the smile. Hilarious. And then, uh, (laughs) he says, you know, we're, uh, Trinity says, we're kindred spirits, you and I. And Dexter just nods and he, they are, they absolutely are kindred spirits. And then he's like, you keep doing your good work. And Dexter says, that's a plan. (laughs) Too funny. Uh, And then, you know, Dexter's like, okay, no more surprises. Time to kill this guy, you know. So he's just waiting until he goes to sleep. And then uh, it'll be, that'll be his, his move. And then the next scene, Elliot is still at Rita and Dexter's house. The kids are all asleep on the couch and they're drinking a bottle of wine and talking about how how like how much of a party girl she used to be. And they're flirting with each other 100%. He's flirting with her more, but she's flirting back. And uh 
It's not good. You don't drink wine with your next door neighbor that's a man if you're a woman. You don't, with the opposite sex, let's just say. You don't drink wine with the opposite sex. And, uh, I don't know. It's just weird. There's nobody else around. It's just weird. I mean, there is people around, but just not awake. I don't know. It's just weird to me. So then we see Dexter getting his kill room ready, putting the plastic wrap out, getting all the pictures together. You know, every kill he has, he always puts the pictures of the killer's victims, the killer, as in the other killer. <laughs> there are two killers in the same room, but it's the killer's victim. So there's a picture of Deb. There's a picture of Lundy. There's a picture of Tarla Grant. There's, there's just pictures of everybody. And uh, he's all ready to go. So he goes to the room. He doesn't hear anything. So he goes in, hoping to, you know, get him with the tranquilizer. And he realizes he's not there. Where did he go? So Dexter, uh, I meant to say, he goes in his room at 445. And he notices he's not there, like I said. And then he notices his car is still there. And, but his tools are gone. He had his tools in the back seat of the, of the van. And his tools are gone. So Dexter figures he went to the four walls build. So he heads over there. Just me, Arthur, and a little M99. No more confessions, no more good deeds, and no more fucking remorse. What are you doing? No, you're mine. This isn't how you die. Let go! Why keep him alive just to kill him? But as long as it's by my hand... This is his solution to remorse, suicide. That's why he could unburden himself. He knew this was next. Will it be my only solution someday? I thought God sent you so that I could save you. But God had another plan. So did I. He sent you to save me. Not exactly. Thank you. So much for anonymity. Arthur Mitchell, you just got a reprieve. All right, so that was kind of more of a visual, but I'll explain what happens. Uh, I'm, and you've probably seen the episode, but Dexter finds Trinity standing on top of the, the building. It's like, it's like a scaffolding. And he sees him take the ash out of his pocket. He's like, it's like in a little bottle. And he starts uh, pouring the ash out down into the, uh, onto the ground. And Dexter's like, what the fuck's going on? And then he sees him start to move towards the edge a little more. And he runs and literally grabs him from falling because he said, you're mine. He doesn't want him to, that's not how he's supposed to die. 
And, I mean, knowing what we know happens, it's like, why the fuck didn't you just let him drop, dude? And, and that's the thing. He does say, well, it's still by my hands. I can still kill him this way. So Dexter, he, he loosens his grip on him. You can, you can physically see him lose his grip on him. And then out of nowhere, two guys come up from behind Dexter and save Trinity. And I don't know where the hell they came from. Because there was, like, nobody around. At least he didn't see anybody around, you know. But, um, it's just great. And the, you know, this isn't how you die. It's amazing. The way he says it is so, like, creepy, you know. So, wow. It's a good scene. I remember watching this for the first time, like, holy shit. Um, and, you know, Dexter is like, okay, I'll get him next time. You know, didn't happen this time. I'll get him next time. So then Deb tells, you know, the La Guerta and, um, and Batista, you know, the, the Trinity did not shoot me. It's somebody else, somebody who's like Masuka's height. And then La Guerta puts her back on the Trinity case because there's no conflict of interest now. So that's all good. <laughs> I forgot about this part. Then Batista sits on the desk, which collapses... Because they were getting busy on the desk the night before. Or maybe two nights before. I don't know. Too funny. They both like look very embarrassed. They're like, we're done here. Hilarious. I've killed an innocent man and I've saved a guilty one. I won't make that mistake again. Is that the purpose of remorse? To keep you from repeating mistakes? watching me just concerned no need I was confused before you're not anymore no. embarrassed perhaps in fact I'd appreciate it if you think of this weekend's events as uh, a little accident you stepped off a roof it was a mistake we all make them. Don't worry, your accident will never be spoken of by me. To air is human. A little early for a drunk driving checkpoint. Looks like one of Deborah's DNA sweeps. Stand over here, sir. You, sir, pull over here. Yeah, I heard about this on the radio. The police are looking for some huge serial killer. They have his DNA. They're looking for a match. Sounds scary. Exactly how much do you want to live, Arthur? I think this gentleman in the red car has the right idea. This line is endless. Let's say we take the scenic route. Yeah, sure, Arthur. changed man at peace with himself. Maybe only monsters feel no regret. If erring is human, then remorse must be too. Wait, does that make me human? Huh. All right, 
right, so that's the ending. Um, I <laughs> it's like such a good episode. I mean, they they are in the line to get the DNA swab, and he's like, "Nah, I'm not gonna do this." It's just it's so good. So, uh, that's the end, and. Dexter realizes, oh, okay, well, I had remorse for killing the wrong person, but Trinity made me feel better. You know what I'm saying? So he kind of like helps him out in a way, but he also wants to kill him still. It's just weird. It's it's a very strange relationship here. Uh, I'm not going to like spoil the rest of season four, but if you haven't seen it, you need to keep watching this show. It's the best season it's probably better that I, I used to love season two, but I think season four is probably the best because J- John Lithgow's acting in this is just amazing. And he did win a, he either won an Emmy or a Golden Globe for this role. And, you know, it's just, it's just the ma- the best writing ever. Just two serial killers hanging out, <laughs> learning about each other, learning from each other, you know. And, you know, Dexter keeps him alive this whole time just so he can learn more and learn how to, how to function, you know, in the real world as a serial killer and how he can hide it. And, you know, because Arthur, you know, does such a great job of it and he wants to be just like him and it's going to come back and bite him, as you guys all know. All right. So that's the end of that one. Uh, That was really fun watching that. I have not seen that in so long. Now I want to go back and watch all season four. Uh, so next week I'm going to be working on, uh, I'm going to be reviewing uh, The People vs. O.J. Simpson, The Run of His Life. Uh, it's that show, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. plays O.J. Um, not my first choice for O.J., but, you know, it's pretty, he's, he's okay in it. And uh, the whole episode is about the that one day where he was running from the cops. And I remember it like it was yesterday. And I'm sure all you guys do too. So they made a, sh- a really good show about this whole trial. And uh, I was going to do like a entire series of it, but I just decided to pick some of my favorite episodes. And that is definitely one of them. From start to finish, it is just amazing. And then, uh, so that'll be the last, last week in August, next week. And then uh, after that, I'm going to be working on... Uh, September is going to be back to school episodes. I have a one years planned and a, I think I'm doing a 90210 and maybe a full house. I don't know. I got, I haven't really uh, sat down and thought about all of them yet, but I will definitely be posting that on my Facebook page, which you can follow me at when TV was great podcast and be sure and leave me a review on, on, on iTunes. And I think that is it. Oh, Oh, gosh. Um, I'll say that for next week. But I did want to tell you guys about a... Um, a. It's not really podcast related. <laughs> but um, if you guys go on TikTok and you're a Disney fan like me, there's this guy on TikTok uh, named Brandon Hardy. H-A-R-D-Y. Brandon. B-R-A-N-D-O-N. And I think it's Brandon.Hardy dot art or something like that or Brandon Hardy art anyways search for him uh he has the coolest mini Disneyland model 
It's huge. It has every land except Star Wars land and I think except Toontown. And it's this huge mini Disneyland. And it's in, it just says in his living room. <laughs> and he does these really cool fireworks shows. He has like a fireworks show on his projector from Disneyland. Real fireworks show from Disneyland. And he times it just right with the fire. Like he does like a, um, I guess it's like a projection of the fireworks. And he does it. It's really cool. He's on the East Coast, but he does like he does a fire sh- fireworks show like every hour from nine to what uh, two? Let's say nine. I'm getting because I'm I'm on the West Coast, so let's see. So nine my time. Nine my time. So nine, ten, eleven, and twelve. So. It's really cool. I, I just came across it one day. It was on my For You page, and I was like, wow. And, you know, for those people that can't go to Disneyland yet or don't want to go yet, you know, you can actually just sit down and watch a fireworks show, get some popcorn, get a churro, whatever you want to do. Pretend you're at Disneyland. So uh, that is something I want to talk about. I haven't le- uh, heard, heard any new podcasts. I'm still on the Sopranos one. But... um like I said, as I as I find them, I'll let you guys know if I if you know what you, what you guys can should be listening to or might want to give a listen to. All right, I'm getting real tired here, so I will see you guys next week for People versus OJ, the run of his life. Have a good week, guys.